Change agents. Where do we get food when grocery stores are closed? Many Chicagoans asked this question for the first time during the 2020 COVID pandemic. But for those of us living in West and South Side food deserts, this isn't a new issue. I'm Change Agents producer Liz Maurice Alexander. Join me and my co-producer Dylan Cohen as we explore the Southside-based farming collective Grow Greater Inglewood, highlighting their recent work fostering Black sovereignty over Inglewood's food systems. Grow Greater Inglewood activates a social justice structure built around re-remembered Black cultural history to imagine and build for a radically sustainable future. For literally everyone on this planet, 2020 was a year like none other. We must enact an immediate stay-at-home order Overnight, for the Chicago's state of Illinois. bright lights went dim and normally busy streets. On Sunday, May 31st, you saw protests on the streets of Chicago. As the COVID pandemic brought the global economy to a standstill, and a summer of police brutality protests agitated American society, many in Chicago experienced collapsing social structures firsthand when everything was happening with George Floyd and grocery stores were closed and also like just out of out of stock there became this this reality like yo like we could really you know not have access to food nowhere in the city was this more true than on the west and south sides home to thousands of black families like mine i'm liz Maurice alexander and i moved from the north side uptown neighborhood home to west inglewood in june 2020 the differences between the two spaces in that moment was stark. From the city's central business district, where nearly every pharmacy, grocery, and convenience store remains closed, to the south and west sides of Chicago, residents already hit hard by the state's stay-at-home order are now having a hard time meeting their most basic needs. For those living in areas that are already food deserts, who have had to fight to get chains like Walmart and Whole Foods to come in, the worry is, will these stores want to reopen even after things... A team of community stewards in Inglewood was working to turn this problem into an opportunity. I think GGE is positioned to meet the needs of food access, food choice, housing justice, land justice, at a moment where these issues have reached a fever pitch. GGE, or Grow Greater Inglewood, is a Black-led food justice collective based in the Southwest Side neighborhood. They spent 2020 working to rapidly build out programs answering to resident needs. Backyard Gardens is a program that provides free garden installation, maintenance, support, and, you know, kind of like shared knowledge. And it's particularly for Inglewood residents. Here's Taryn Randall, steward of the Backyard Garden Program. I'm a farm liaison with Grograde Inglewood. We started up really strong in 2021, but Backyard Garden initially was sparked right at the beginning of the pandemic. When social systems in Chicago began to buckle, GGE fed Inglewood residents. Another example is Community Farm Sisters in the Village, founded by GGE stewards Mecca Bay and Boise Itaji. I am Mecca Bay, and I am the lead Inglewood Village Farms Director and Engagement Specialist. My name is Boise Itaji, and I am the lead Sustainable Growth Steward at Grow Greater Inglewood. Sisters in the Village started in the heart of the pandemic, where we were able to grow thousands of pounds of food without even blinking for the community that we serve. Grow Greater Inglewood, which started in 2014, 
sees its mission to work with residents and developers to create sustainable food economies and green businesses that empower residents to create wellness and wealth. They do so through community engagement, wealth building, and economic and political advocacy. The work that we're doing in Inglewood, it's about the right of Black folks to control their own land, their own food systems. That's Kadar Coleman, Senior Steward for the Inglewood Community Land Trust and Community Engagement at GGE. As he explained to me in our interview, working toward Black food sovereignty means responding to a wide range of social issues. There's a wealth building component as well. So it's also breaking down the barriers that prevent us from taking advantage of economic opportunities tied to food production and distribution. This mission outlines Black food sovereignty in a nutshell. Sustaining food sovereignty means being able to eat well without depending on mainstream food networks. Because as we learned during summer 2020, Those networks might not always work. What infrastructures do we have in place? Nothing is permanent, but these structures at least build a base for healthy food to be grown moving forward. These programs are urgently needed now, but Black community foodways were at risk of collapse long before summer 2020. Census figures show that 21% of households in Calumet Park don't have access to a vehicle and live more than a half mile from a supermarket. Some now say this community is a food desert. A resounding cry from a few dozen rallying against a grocery store chain for the many who call Garfield Park home. So leaving in the dark of night is just a reflection of their attitude towards the community in the first place. Rather than just fighting the government for more Southside corporate grocery stores, Grow Greater Inglewood took matters into its own hands. There's a lot of vacant land within Inglewood. Within GGE, we recognized that one approach to that was to work to acquire some of these vacant pieces of land and then use that land to grow food with and for the people. And that's something that is not as needed on the north side just because we see the way the city pours most of its resources into the north side. GGE works to feed residents and teaches us how to feed ourselves without depending on grocery stores. Here's Mecca again. What we hear is when y'all coming. <laughs> we started this last spring and summer with our community, You Pick Garden, where we planted a variety of vegetables and said, hey, y'all come over here, learn a little bit about what we're growing, but go ahead and pick your own food. This is the most positive thing that we can do for any community. GGE is out here greening vacant lots and building U-Pick farms, but the South Side still isn't filled with sustenance gardens. As it turns out, a central issue is actually getting land into the hands of residents. The only pushback is <laughs> from the powers that be with getting land and being able to grow the food. How do we start to develop land if we can't acquire it? From my experience, the city, they don't often give excuses, but what they will do is drag out processes like for years and years. And oftentimes the issues that we're bringing to them, I mean, the issues are immediate, but then there's also the issue of is this city staffed to really help engage with communities around these issues? Do they have enough people and are they the right people? And oftentimes the answer to those questions is no. Assuming, after a long and difficult process, that a resident can get land, next comes the question of land remediation. 
a long, difficult, and expensive process. If it's contaminated, then we're eating contaminated food because, of course, the nutrients from the soil goes into what we're growing. So the remediation process is just a process of getting that land. A lot of the areas that we're activating were industrial areas. So, yes, we do have to have environmental testing to confirm if it does need to be remediated or not. History and stereotype can still raise some doubts. As Taryn points out, a history of enslavement and sharecropping means we have not always had an easy connection to the land. Black people have a very layered and removed relationship to agriculture and landscaping work and what that kind of communicates on a status level. That has been like the challenge, right? It's not just slavery that had us um, and our ancestors doing this kind of work and being connected to the land. And it's hard to have those conversations because it takes time. However, part of the work is reconnecting Black communities to the powerful, healing, and grounding elements of our agricultural history. Of course, we understand the part that was not by choice, but the act of growing food to nourish and feed ourselves is a shared experience. For example, on Morgan, the first year we started the garden, so many people would walk by, be like, what y'all doing? You're like, putting the garden. They're like, okay. And then year two, those same people, like, come in. And then year three, they might be a little bit more down to do some stuff. Whenever we start new farms throughout Inglewood or plant gardens in people's homes, that storytelling is part of it. Hearing how people say, these collard greens remind me of when I was a child and my grandmother would show me and she'd make these recipes. And that's the most important piece of it, in my mind, is just reminding each other, reminding ourselves that this is who we are. It's woven into our DNA and it's so powerful. Connecting people by sharing knowledge is at the heart of GGE's work. This is the stewardship model, which GGE uses to divide programs and tasks. Instead of a traditional hierarchy, stewards are laterally organized and everyone is equally engaged in facilitating their program area. Stewardship is collaboration with those that are around you, including the animals and the insects that are in conversation with what you're doing, as well as like the humans and all of the infrastructures that make it so all of us are able to continue to live and coexist. Working this way allows them to rapidly build a wider network of programs and interventions. I think that that's one of the things that drew me to Grow Greater Inglewood. They're going about creating sort of an adaptive, people-centered, organizational culture and framework and movement framework that sort of minimizes the challenges and those constraints of trying to execute this type of work, Black-led transformative work within the typical nonprofit organizational structure and beyond structures that are tied to municipal timelines and processes. GGE's stewardship model allows it to meet communities where they are and start building from there. Essentially what Backyard Garden is doing is setting up a network of homeowners that are invested and interested in learning how to grow food or continuing to grow food or sharing the knowledge that they have. It's been really beautiful just to experience uh, everyone's passion and commitment. Their goal is not to show up, do one event and leave 
but to iteratively work to sustain their network year after year. We installed 33 sites in 2021 and are hoping to kind of double that. Like we're adding on some extra folks. We have the internship with young people and it connects into this larger developing worker cooperative, Earthseed, which does this work outside of Inglewood for a fee. Because, as they argue, all we need is to build and consolidate networks to get the work done. We already possess the knowledge and skills we need to feed and heal ourselves. A lot of the work that we're doing, I mean, we're standing on the shoulders of others. There is a strong history of activism and self-sufficiency in Inglewood and in other Black communities in Chicago and across the country, for that matter. Black folks know how to survive and thrive. For example, we have organic and cost-effective ways to reclaim land. We have farmers who are well-versed in soil education. Mushrooms can actually remediate the soil. Like sunflowers. And yeah, yes. They just pull up all the toxins. That's the thing, though, is nature yeah. finds a way to clean and heal itself. Mm-hmm. Again, this is an ancestral practice. It's a generational relationship that's being re-remembered that I feel has been lost in translation and the hustle and everybody's just trying to make it. This is Rememory, working to ground Black communities in ourselves, our history, and the knowledge we already embody. While you're eating that food and growing that food, you're telling stories. So we have to keep that regenerative process. And we also believe in the Sankofa concept of reaching back so that we know where we're going. GGE tells Inglewood's ancestral stories to strengthen us in the present. This enables us to imagine how we might better sustain ourselves in the future. GGE tells Inglewood's ancestral stories to strengthen us in the present. As Taryn pointed out in our interview, This enables us to imagine how we might better sustain ourselves in the future. This pandemic and being in a position of really being able to connect more with folks that are trying to figure out, okay, like if we could not get any food from anywhere else, like what would we do? We're starting to find each other. It's nice interacting with the other growers because I'm considering myself a grower. That's Marcia Alexander, a GGE backyard gardener. In 2021, she connected with a backyard garden program, and now she's in the process of planning out a second summer of gardening. I'm looking forward to, um, my options are, are a little bit wider since I've experienced it. I know what I'm doing. With the continued help of Taryn and her team, she's planning to broaden the kinds of vegetables she grows. But we want to add in different kind of plants this year, especially for the container pots, because we have the above ground pots pretty much... She also happens to be my mom. The green type vegetables, but I think I can grow more of the pole type vegetables, more peppers, more maybe even cucumbers or something. My grandparents moved from Alabama and Arizona to our house in Inglewood in the 70s. Both of my grandparents farmed as children, and my mom has grown vegetables in our yard pretty much as long as I can remember. As we're looking at now, things get more expensive. It's nice to have stuff that you can plant, harvest. Maybe put up for the winter. If individuals did it, they 
probably would get some satisfaction out of it. What's satisfying for you? It's just about satisfying to put a seed in the ground and watch it grow, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just put a seed in the ground and you watch it grow and it grows into something that you can eat or do something else with, something that's sustained yourself. Through all of its programs, GGE ties together individual family histories like mine into a community platform serving the broader collective. Big shout out to all of our great partners that have been with us on the way. Uh, Urban Growers Collective, Grow at Home, Teamwork Inglewood, Rage, uh, Imagine Inglewood, If, Made in Inglewood, uh, all the farmers that are in the community that are looking to grow more food locally, that hard work sisters in the village, there they go in the back, yeah. That was Anton Seals, lead steward of GGE, laying out the wider Southside grower community. Speaking of sisters in the village, here's Boiza again. I think a lot of people expect us to tell these sad stories of empowering a community that was powerless, but that's that's not the case at all. When we talk about the South Side of Chicago and violence, it's usually about residents and the harm that we do to each other. We don't often talk about the violence of disinvestment leading to the collapse of critical community structures. So when we talk about South Side Chicago food sovereignty, we're not talking about relying on action from external corporate structures or local government. Black communities have never been able to rely on these systems, but a moment of social instability has made this clear for everyone. While people may not be familiar with the terminology of food sovereignty, folks know about backyard gardens. Folks know about getting together with other neighbors to fix up a vacant play lot. Our job is just to help connect those dots that Black folks have been at the center of this work for a very long time, and we will continue to be at the center of this work going into the future. Grow Greater Inglewood is a model of what it looks like to build for society's future while acting fast in the present to rapidly create social change where it is most needed, and to do so in a way that is intentional, creative, just, and deeply Black. Like, what else would we be doing but working to try to secure a situation for our babies to be able to further secure our future babies? No matter where they have to go, wherever they have to end up. We're just trying to remind people this is the most important thing. As we care for the land, as we grow our food, we're putting love into ourselves and in our community to make sure everyone has what they need. Thank you for joining Change Agents. Produced by Juneteenth Productions with funding support from the Chicago Community Trust and the Field Foundation. Please subscribe to our series on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. Do you have a story to share? Join us in the ongoing conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, changeagentsthepodcast.com.